From Isaiah 43, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. In the name of Jesus, amen. I had an odd experience the other day at the gym. After my workout, I went down to the locker room, as I usually do, sat down in front of the locker that had my stuff in it, took the padlock in my hand, and then stared at it. For the life of me, I could not remember the combination. (laughs) Now, that might not have been such a big deal if it was a new lock or maybe even relatively new, new combination. But you see, I've had this particular lock since 1987. Got it for freshman PE with Mr. Twami. It has been on countless lockers. It secured a shotgun case uh, when I flew home for hunting trips in college. It's hung on the outside of a shed in Rhode Island for a few years when we lived up there. I've spun this lock open thousands of times without hardly thinking. But that day, for the life of me, the three-number sequence, just gone. I mean, eventually it did come, but it took a legitimate five minutes, which is a long time to spin a padlock. Had to uh, explain to people standing there, no, this actually is my locker. The combination that finally came to me, it's 4-14-24, so you can now break into my locker. But 4-14-24, I tell you that because that is not a, a number that should be easy, that should be easily forgettable. But I forgot, and Why? Oh, maybe it was just a slight um, uh, senior moment, a couple of years premature, maybe, you know, not eligible for AARP for, for a little bit yet. Earth stress, low blood sugar, sleep defra- deprived, all those things can, can affect memory. But in all seriousness, I have to tell you, it scared me a bit. Those five minutes of just spinning through the numbers, at least by minute three or so, had me wondering if this is how memory disease starts. Dementia, Alzheimer's, 6 million Americans today, estimated to be 14 million by 2050. Was, is, is forgetting 4, 14, 24 the first steps in me contributing to that statistic? I hope not. I don't think so. But still, since that locker incident, forgetting little things like names does bother me more than it used to. So we all know how the prospect of losing your memories is really scary. What we might think less about is how not losing your memories is scary too. How memory disease also works in the other direction, you know, remembering too much, and how that can be a horrible thing. Think of something like post-traumatic stress disorder. That is a remembering too much disease. So that while for most people, if not completely forgotten, the memory of traumatic events at least fades. For those with PTSD, it's like the horrible thing always just happened. The car accident just happened. The IED just went off. Never forgotten or even fading, can't forget. Just there again, again, and again. Are there things you can't forget that you wish you could? I bet there are. 
of the things you wish other people, maybe a particular other people, would, could forget about you, or that you could forget about them. (laughs) Now, of course, there's the little things every day we'd like to forget and just move past. Sort of things we might make a little joke about. Like, I like Ted Lasso's quip, if you know that show, He's the soccer coach, and he quips to one of his players, Sam, after Sam blows a play at a soccer practice, and he's just really hanging his head. And Ted calls him over. He says, you know, Sam, who's the happiest animal in the world? What? A goldfish, he says. Sam says, why a goldfish? Because it's got a 10-second memory. (laughs) Be a goldfish, Sam. (laughs) Move on. Uh, Airball at practice, at work, at school, be a goldfish, 10 seconds. It's really good advice, actually. I told my son that if he ever hears me yelling at one of his basketball games, goldfish, he'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, you airballed that free throw, just move on. But then you are not a goldfish. And most of our things that need forgetting don't happen in games. They happen and, and, uh, they happened and, and happen will where? Maybe marriages? Made me think there's this thing on 60 Minutes some, times ago, some time ago about people with something called hyperthymesia, which is basically this thing where they remember everything. Mary Lou Henner from Taxi was on as one of them, and they interviewed her son who said that he finds his mom's gift comforting, that, quote, just this idea that everything that I've ever done is documented somewhere in her mind. <laughs> I thought to myself, it's one thing to have a mom like that, but imagine being married to the woman. (laughs) Being married to the man, comforting, remembering everything. Always right there to throw in your face. Now, most of the things that need forgetting don't happen in games. They happened and happened in marriages. They happened when you were too young, even though what someone was doing to you was wrong. They happened and happened in dorm rooms and hotel rooms and hospital rooms. You know what I'm talking about, and I know you know what I'm talking about, because you can't forget for the life of you. Done by you, done to you. You want to forget, but maybe someone won't let you. Certain things we'd like to forget get lodged in other people like that, don't they? Every time you see them, you remember. You want to forget, or maybe you only want to want to forget, because by not forgetting, you hold a trump card in some relationship. So you say, Dad, you know I forgive you, but don't you ever think I will ever forget what you did. Those diseases of forgetting are horrible. Alzheimer's, six million and counting. And Lord, bless those who suffer, those who love them, those who search for a cure. But diseases of remembering too much, because they affect 7,937,000,000 and counting, are in their overall consequences much more destructive. All the stuff that needs forgetting. Thus says the Lord, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. For behold, I am doing a new thing. Those words from our Old Testament lesson, the prophet Isaiah and the Holy Spirit wrote long ago, addressed them to a people with plenty of things they needed to forget, with a memory disease of not forgetting of their own. Things they needed to forget to remember not. There were people stuck in the past, stuck in an ugly past, 
Reliving a past of national sins of idolatry and apostasy, individual sins of greed and disregard for the least among them. They've been through exile, and now on the other side of it, people who every time they looked in the mirror remembered, remembered it all, considered it. It's a strong word. It means something like turned it over in their hearts, over and over. Just like some of our unforgettables. And so what does God say? Well, first he says, remember not, consider not the things of old, to which we might say, and maybe God anticipated them saying, to which we might say, but God, I've got this disease. God, you wouldn't be so cruel as to tell someone who's got messed up blood sugar to just stop having diabetes. How can you tell me just stop remembering? It's hard to do. To which God says, you're right, I can't just tell you to stop remembering. I'm not stopping there. I need to do something. I need to do a new something. I need to do something so new and so wonderful and so powerful and so glorious and so beautifully mind-blowing that it will blow all that stuff that you can't forget out of your mind. You see, that's how God works on our memory disease. He didn't say, well, just stop it. He's done something. He's doing something. To blow that stuff away. In fact, I'm pretty sure I know where he got this idea. He, of course, got it from the great country singer, Randy Travis. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. Maybe Randy Travis got it, got it from God. But I bring up Mr. Travis because of his great song. Maybe some of you know it, or you should know. Forever and ever, amen. I'm going to love you. I won't sing it too much. I'll, I'll save that for karaoke night. But you, you, you know, I'm thinking of this verse. It goes like this. He says, They say time can play tricks on a memory, make people forget things they knew. Well, it's easy to see. It's happening to me. I've already forgotten every woman but you. You you see, the idea is he had all these memories, presumably of other women, until this new woman. It's not just time, of course, that makes him forget. Until this new woman, the one he's been singing the song to, this woman is so captivating, so lovely, so beautiful, that the memories of all those other women, well, they're just forgotten. Well, God's new thing is not a new woman. (laughs) The new thing that God is doing, the new thing that Isaiah so long ago was ultimately looking forward to and promising, the new thing which is finally the only thing that can begin to heal our memories, the memories that remember way too much, the new thing is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus' love for you is God's trick, is the way God plays tricks on your memory, to use the song's word. Remember not the former things. Consider not the old things. For behold, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing Jesus. Again, you see, God has his problem. The children he loves, you, the child he loves, have this memory problem where they, where we, where you remember their own sins. They remember the sins committed against them. They consider the sins of others. Turn over in their hearts, our hearts, all the pain, pain they've caused, pain that's been caused them in relationship. They may not be hyperthymesic, but they remember way too much. And God knows just saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop remembering. No matter how loudly he says it or how big of a letter he writes it, won't do a thing, will probably just make them remember more. Like if I say, uh, stop thinking of a pink elephant. 
Boom. Stop thinking of what you said to your kid in 1993. You can't help it. That's the problem. So what does God do? He does a new thing. He's done Jesus. He gives his son. He says, see, see how much I love you. Look how wide open his heart. Behold how cavernous his wounds. What wounds large enough to hide and heal all your sins and all your hurts, no matter how big they are. Remember that. Consider that. Focus on that, or or the words of our hymn, survey that. Isn't that a beautiful hymn? I love that language. The the hymnist Isaac Watts, the great great hymnist, wrote, wrote that. When I survey the wondrous cross. Don't just peek at it, a glance, a nod on your way into church, but survey. Survey the cross. Turn over that cross and all it means in your heart and in your mind. Ponder it. I love that third verse. See from his head, his hands, his feet. You see what Watts is doing there? He's guiding our eyes, taking us on a tour from head. See his head, then down to hand. Then down further to feet. He's giving our hearts a slow motion tour of the love of God. See sorrow and love flow mingled down. Dear children of God, that song is a musical sightseeing trip. A musical sightseeing trip of God's new thing. Of the all-forgiving love of Jesus for you. Of the one thing that can begin to heal that memory disease. Ponder that. Think on that. Eat, drink in remembrance of that, of God's new thing. Survey the cross on which the Prince of Glory died for you. And those former things, those things of old, those memories. Well, what memories? You see, in the end, all our sins, not just yours, but that guy's against you that you have trouble not forgetting. In the end, all of them are like God's padlock combination. For the life of him, for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, he just can't remember anything about them. He's forgotten them, so you can forget them too. And not just for five minutes. For how long? Well, you already heard it. Forever and ever. Amen.